Welcome back to the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network as well as the free ISC Sports Network app and their Twitter and Facebook page. Go check us out or you're actually checking us out right now if you're watching. <laughs> so thanks for watching. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow that focuses on freshness and quality. Coming soon is the Dam Smoke, which will be available on weekends featuring barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best micro micro brews and domestic thank you domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail, whether made using fresh ingredients. Take in the fantastic views of Lake Manitow and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boat or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. I'm out of breath. That's quite a read. Good job. <laughs> What's going on tonight, T-Dog? Ready to talk some sports, man. I feel yes, like sir. we've got quite a show lined up, so everybody kicks back, kick back, kicks back, relaxes, and enjoys the show. Got some very buggy for me? Always. You ready Let's for hear it? it? Let's hear I it. I think I'm giving you, I'm lobbing you a softball. I wish you wouldn't say that. Putting the pressure on you. Yeah. So, my guy, Raheem Mostert. He's pretty good. Had a great game yesterday, historical game, really. Yes. Ran for more yards and more touchdowns than anybody in the conference championship game in the history of the NFL. His yardage was second all time in a playoff game. How much, how many yards did he have? I'll have to look it up. Is I don't it know like 220? 220, 230-ish. There's one guy in NFL history who had more yard, rushing yards uh, in a playoff game. Can you tell me who it is? No. <laughs> well, you get all show to think about it, so yes. you got a fighting chance. All right. And the birdie bogey is brought to you by, like it is every week, the Noble Gnome LLC. The Noble Gnome is a fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. You can like them on Facebook. Noble Gnome LLC. You can follow them on Instagram at Noble Gnome LLC, and you can check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Oh, sorry. That was my cue. Get your veggies. There you go. Forgot. Get your vegetables. I'm, I'm so thrown off not doing the read this you're week, just, guys. You're just, just flustered. I'm flustered. You're just, you don't know how to handle it. You ready to uh, be uh, educated? Yes. On, this uh, is, I enjoy the On This Day segment. I like learning. January. When it comes to sports. 20th. I don't really like learning. Uh, 2020. But, yes. but throughout history, on January 20, 1968, the Houston Cougars defeated the UCLA Bruins 71-69 to win basketball's game of the century and ends UCLA's 47-game win streak. Interesting. 1970, the 20th NBA All-Star Game played at Spectrum. Philadelphia, yep. Pennsylvania. Historical the East arena. beat the West 142-135. Can you name me the MVP? What year was this? 70. MVP in 70. Will Chamberlain. Uh, no. Willis Reed. Oh, okay. Let's see here. We got a lot of Pro Bowls. Um, back before they moved the uh, Super Bowl back. 1980, President Jimmy Carter announced U.S. boycott of Olympics in Moscow. Got All a right, little, I've read about that. Get a little history lesson. 1980, Super Bowl, that would be uh, 14. Rose Bowl, Pasadena, California. The Steelers beat the Rams 31-19. Who was MVP? 
What Super Bowl was this? I think it was Super Bowl fourteen. Let's go with Lynn Swan. Terry Bradshaw. Gosh, dang it. I knew it was going to be one of the two. Dang close. I knew it was going to be one of the two. Oh, man. This one pains me to say, 1985 Super Bowl. That would be 19. Stanford Stadium, Stanford, California. San Francisco 49ers beat the Miami Dolphins 38-16. Can you name who the MVP was? Montana? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, if I missed that one. Last time the Dolphins have been in the, uh, been in the Super Bowl, which is kind of pathetic. Maybe next year. You know, it might just be next year. <laughs> hey, hey, the Niners didn't make the playoffs last year. That's a good point. Um, you know? Finished the year strong last year. Yeah. I, I, I've been wanting to do this since the first of the Uh-oh. year to give our bold predictions for 2020. Do you have one ready? Because I have one ready. I've been thinking about it for a while. I'll make one by the end of the show, All but right. let me think about it a little but bit. But right now. Because I didn't know this was coming. I'll say mine right now. The Miami Dolphins in 2020 will make the playoffs. That's pretty darn That bold. is my bold prediction. That's, that's very bold. For the year. Um, ton, you, of, ton of cap space. You got your bold prediction about Illinois football right last yeah, year. Yeah, so. two games the year before. I said they would make a bowl, and uh, sure as God made, made green apples, they did. Luckily. What? Sure as God made green apples. You never heard no. that? Uh, uh, j- no. Sure as God made green apples, the Chicago Cubs will be in the World Series. Harry Carey say that all the time. Um, and they did. <laughs> all right. Um, a lot of AFC, NFC championship games. But last year, the uh, famous or infamous um, non-pass interference call, uh, Saints-Rams, happened last year on this day. And a great AFC championship game. Yep. Overtime, which for some reason I was under the impression that because – the Chiefs did not have a chance to go down and score a touchdown and tie the game that they had changed the rules for the playoffs this year, and they uh, did not. Did not. I was sorely mistaken. It's all so, right. That is uh, on this day. Hopefully next week we'll get some more Super Bowl ones. I feel a lot and, smarter uh, now. They never have a lot of college basketball ones. They did have that UCLA. Uh, Should be getting into it, I would think, in February a little bit. Yeah, but nothing huge happens in college basketball world in February. That would be like nationally or just a famous moment, mainly just March for uh, – that's a good question. So. Or good good point. Not good question. Good point. What do you want to begin with? Let's, uh, you want to talk some more uh, Astros cheating scandal? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I mean, it just seems like a more and more bit. is coming, coming yeah. out though, as every day passes. Last week we covered kind of the initial um, breaking. Suspensions. Initial breaking happened. news yeah. that happened. The suspensions of uh, A.J. Oh, Hinch. Yeah, Hinch and then the GM. The I forget GM, his name. I do too. Then they got fired. By the Astros during that like, was last Monday, wasn't it? We like, covered yeah, that, right? Like, like an hour later, they got but fired. But since last Monday, Alex Cora, manager of the Red Sox, been fired, and Carlos Beltran, manager of the Mets, been fired. That is the most Mets thing ever to yes. hire a manager. Even during the, I mean, they knew the whole cheating scandal. Mm-hmm. That had broke mm-hmm. by the time they hired him. Still hired uh, old Beltran, and um, now they're looking for a manager. Three teams now are looking for managers. As a Yankee fan, it just makes you kind of smile and laugh. Your two arch rivals are just looking like clowns right now. But <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see who these clubs replace these managers with. Dusty Baker, uh, for some godforsaken reason, the is guy won't a, go uh, away. Candidate um, for Houston, right? Like they've I've already seen interviewed him. Houston and New York Mets. I haven't seen Red Sox at all. You know, he's a really good dude and great culture setter, sure. but he's just not good once the game starts. Mm-hmm. Um, he, although I do think he's kind of given an unfair rep rap 
Um, if you will, kind of like uh, the band Nickelback. You know how everyone's I like Nickelback. Always ripping on the band. I don't care. Band. I'm going to get ripped and feedback from this. I like Nickelback. Band so. Nickelback. That's kind of like Dusty Baker. He's not nearly as bad as people yeah. make him out to be. Not great. but I mean, I've, uh, I've never understood the backlash because Nickelback. Is it because they're Canadian? Could be. I mean, all their songs sound the same. They, they do have a similar tune, but. All that music I, back I was in a the big Creed guy, too, and Creed got ripped a lot. Pretty similar. Yeah. I don't know. They're kind of similar. Whatever. I. Like my comparison of Dusty Baker. That, that's too, a good uh, one. I really like that, that one. Yeah, good one, Jay. Proud of that one. We should do more <laughs> sports to music, music to sports comparisons. I like um, that. Cubs third base coach Will Venable uh, interviewed in Houston for the job uh, as well, but then he flew back to Cubs convention and had to answer a lot of awkward questions about it. Um, I don't know who they're going to end up hiring. Uh, they have announced that Joe Espada is going to be the interim guy who was their bench coach, but he knew what the heck was going on. I don't know why he's – um, hey, it's a free pass. According to Altuve, they're going to be back in the World Series. Might be against Nationals again, might not, but they'll be there. <laughs> uh, what do you think of that take? Uh, I don't. They're I don't talented enough. Really know what he's supposed to say. I mean, I'm surprised him and Bregman are even saying, talking to the media. Well, really, it's, but. it's kind of funny because both those guys, that whole Astros team, loved the media attention. Now people are wanting to ask him questions and they're kind of shying away from it. Bregman didn't say a dang thing. Are, are the Astros the most hated team in the MLB now by fans? I would say, as of right now, th- this is the worst scandal. This might this even is be worse than steroids. This I was gonna say. This might be worse than even the PED. Yep. This is worse than steroids. Um, It's a black eye for baseball. Really, there was only one team doing it because they never said the Red Sox actually did it in 2018. Just Cora was part of the Astros coaching staff when it happened, and he was kind of the ringleader of it. When's Um, the last time we've been discussing baseball this much in in mid to late January? I used to love to discuss baseball all throughout the year, but I, here I, I, I know, but like, seriously, when's the last time it's been in the spotlight Relevant, this much? Uh, in when A Rod got traded from the Rangers of the Yankees? Was that happening in January? I couldn't. Uh, I might no. I think that was February. Sorry, that was February. Um, yep. Last year, I mean, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper hadn't even signed yet. No. Nothing, nothing happened last year before like middle of February. So but, we didn't really have anything. So it'll be about. interesting. And, and then the the Brigman um, Altuve stuff came out. You want with, to with enlighten the, the audience about with that? With the buzzers mm-hmm. on their person. I mean, we saw a video after Altuve hit the walk-off homer against Araldis Chapman. Um, he was rounding the bases, and he was telling his teammates, do not pull my jersey off, and pointed right at his uh, right at his shoulder where the buzzer would be. So they knew. Yep. They knew. And then they asked him even after that, happened why did you not want your teammates to take your jersey off he said oh last time they did that my wife got mad oh that's yeah it was like cop out but it's it's crazy how we didn't even think anything of that Mm -mm. until now i i I do kind of remember being like i don't most people just they just Just ripped the jersey out but he i I didn't really think about it but at the same time looking back eh, makes sense now a little fishy so it'll be interesting and it's you you know the game of baseball way better than i do but not too many people, if any, go up all the way to the front of the box with Aroldis Chapman pitching, no. and he was all the way up there. He knew a changeup was yep. coming. Yep. Um, I mean, when, when Aroldis, he's throwing 100, 102 mile an hour, you're not going to be up in the box. Um, and Altuve, you could tell he knew the changeup was coming. Now, Aroldis did throw more changeups that out. Oh, his fastball wasn't yep. there. He threw more changeups last year um, than he ever has in his career. But And he – in Altuve's defense, Chapman threw a really bad, really bad one. You're right. But still, when you're throwing 100 miles an hour and a guy throws you something 89, 90 miles an hour, you're going to be a little out front. And he he knew it was coming. Yep. He knew it was yep. coming. So, be interesting. It's just 
It's funny how something can come out and change your whole perspective of an organization. You know, I started hating the Astros before. I I would say throughout the year, they just I did not like them um, and was rooting against them throughout the playoffs before this even came out. So they were kind of starting to get on people's hate list anyway. Um, but this just put it over the edge. Yeah. So. Yep. And in uh, uh, you mentioned Cubs convention, and I I don't follow the Cubs very closely. Um, so I I just kind of saw a few things on Twitter. What was the drama with Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant's wife coming to his defense <laughs> and all this stuff on Twitter? Can you please enlighten well, me because I really don't know. So the Chris Bryant trade rumors and all that. Sure. It, it would have – I mean, he hasn't been traded, but still with the rumors and stuff, it would have been awkward for him to be there. He was planning to be there, but then he came down with the flu. Yeah. And uh, people were saying he was faking it because he didn't want to <laughs> have to answer any of the questions. But um, knowing Chris Bryant, he's just – one of the nicest, most honest guys you'll ever meet. I've never met him, so I don't really know. <laughs> but just, just everything I've read. You'd like to meet him. Um, yeah, sure. Um, but he uh, had the flu. People were freaking out about it, saying uh, I don't even know what they're saying. It would have been – it would be awkward when you're going through these trade rumors type oh, yeah. things. Yeah, um, absolutely. And speaking of Chris Bryant, his grievance is supposedly going to be uh, finalized, this whole thing. Hopefully this week. They've been saying it for a couple months now, and it hasn't happened. Uh, but then I think you'll start seeing his name pop up in rumors more and the Cubs being more active and stuff because they'll actually have a resolution to the whole Chris Bryant grievance thing that Major League Baseball has had five years to uh, make a decision on, and uh, they haven't done it. And they you know, handed down all these suspensions and all this for the Astros after just a couple months, but they uh, couldn't handle the Chris Bryant grievance, which is really kind of hurting the Cubs right now. So I'm ready for it to be over with. Yeah, well, yeah, I knew nothing about that. I just kind of knew, knew. I guess I had heard the flu, mm-hmm. but that's all I really had heard. And, and and his wife came to his defense saying he loves the Cubs convention, one of his favorite events of the year, um, stuff like that. And so she came to his defense, as she should. Yeah. So. Well, there's some big uh, – Baseball will be in the news again yes. here uh, tomorrow, I believe. Is, or is it, it tomorrow? Wednesday? I'm not 100% sure. I think it's tomorrow, but this will be more in a positive light as the 2020 Hall of Fame class is going to be yes, announced. Yes, sir. I'm going to go through the list because I have the ballot right here. Who makes the Hall of Fame? I, I won't do every single player on the ballot because there's just people on the ballot that have no, no shot yep. at all. Yep. Um, here's an interesting one, though, which uh, Josh Beckett. Will he, will he get in eventually? Yeah. You think so? Mm-hmm. Um, he had a pretty legendary performance for the Marlins in 2003. Mm-hmm. I say he is never a Hall of Famer. Okay. Barry Bonds. Eventually. I don't know when. Eventually. I agree. He uh, he should be. I mean, the whole steroid issue was something that happened, obviously, but you can't really – I mean, you can penalize a guy, and he's been penalized enough, but he's one of the greatest hitters of all time, yep. and he deserves to be in. Um, I don't think he gets in on this ballot, but it's getting closer. But his percentage keeps getting higher. So in Major League Baseball, you have to have seventy-five percent of the vote to get voted in. If you get less than four percent of the vote, you fall off the ballot completely. Um, and Barry Bonds keeps rising each year, so I'm not sure what his percent. I've seen a couple. I don't know, maybe seventy percent of the vote is in or something like that, and he's at, I want to say like sixty something. So there's very likely he's not going to make it this year, but he will eventually. Roger Clemens. Eventually. 
Um, it's pretty much the exact yeah, same thing he's, as yeah, the they're in the same category. Yep. Type deal. Todd Helton. Uh, I think he will eventually on like the old timer, mm, the uh, vet, the veterans yeah, committee. I think eventually, kind of like while. what they did. With it's going to be a while. Um, I, I agree. He's one of the best left-handed hitters ever. He will. He does get penalized. I mean, he shouldn't really get ruthfully, ruthlessly penalized for playing at course field. He couldn't but, help it, but but he did play the, there, and it's part of playing there. He um, is the first Colorado Rocky ever to have their uniform retired, but. A guy you'll mention here soon just became number two. Yeah. Um, this one, I'm not going to ask you if he's going to make it or not. I'm going to ask if he's going to be unanimous selection in Derek Jeter. Yes. I think he will be a unanimous selection. Except I could see some just jerk well, not doing it. But yeah. I, I've seen people. Who was the first unanimous guy? Was Mariano. Was Mariano? He's the only Gr- one. Griffey wasn't? Nope. Mariano's was the only one. So P- Some old school baseball writers – like to create, uh, like to keep up the tradition of no unanimous, and they well, just it's happened now. Keep so. keep a guy's name off because they know they're going to get in, but yeah. they don't yeah. want to have a unanimous. Yeah. So whatever. Mariano was the only one. Um, yep. The guy I'm not going to even ask you because he's probably not going to be. But the guy I, I think should be in the Hall of Fame, and I've been saying this many times before, is Andrew Jones. Oh yeah, I agree. One of the, he will be eventually one but of the greatest defensive center time. fielders in the yep. history of the game. He wasn't even close on the. Bunch of homers. Percentage of ballots I had seen last time. He wasn't even yeah. Which getting is disrespected. Because uh, mm-hmm. he's really good. Sure. Um, Cliff Lee. No. That's an interesting one. I would not say he's a Hall of Fame. He, he good had, player. He had a four or five-year stretch where he had a Hall of Fame type stretch. But he's he no never. Fred McGriff. Grom dog. Um, Cliff, Cliff Lee. Like the pitcher, Cliff Lee. Sorry. I had somebody else were, in my head. Were, were you thinking Carlos? No, I was thinking Cliff Floyd. Oh, Cliff Floyd. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I like Cliff Lee a lot, actually. I had his uh, jersey on the Indians. Um, I actually had tricked somebody one time that he was my cousin. Um, but, <laughs> but no, I, I think he eventually eh, – I don't, no, I don't, I don't think, think he, he does. He did have a dominant stretch there, but I don't think he gets yeah. it. Andy Pettit. No. No, I'm with you. Manny Ramirez. Eventually. See, I he should be, but I don't think he will ever get yeah. in. Um, one of the greatest right-handed hitters ever. Yeah, and I mean, he was a steroid. People uh, forget accused. Of course, he was good for the Red Sox. People forget how good he was as an Indian too. Oh, he was stupid good. Him, <laughs> him and Tommy yep. out there. Um, Scott Rowland. No, I would say good no. player though. Really good player. Th- this is an interesting one. Kurt Schilling. Eventually, he's <sighs> a jerk. Yeah, he's a jerk. People Block hate him. Blocked J-Man on Twitter. Yeah, he blocked me on Twitter. Um, people hate him because of his political views and all that. He um really good pitcher in yep. his day. But uh, the media doesn't like him at all, and that's who essentially he, votes on him. He's it, another so. one, though. You think Red Sox, and you forget how good he was with the Diamondbacks, of course, and you even forget how good he was with the Phillies. Mm-hmm. So He's a good pitcher. Pitched through a uh, bloody sock issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's a story for another day. You know, I don't want to tell a story ever, so it's not going to come. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, Sammy Sosa. I think eventually he does. It's going to be a while. I think he's longer than Bonds and um, Clemens. I don't think Sosa ever gets no? on. Uh, that's too bad. I think if you're on the ballot 10 years, you just automatically oh. fall off. Yeah. And it's got to be getting pretty dang close. Well, not only was Sosa. the steroid thing, 
the cork bat didn't help him either. That did not help at all, and that kind of alienated Just for him. batting practice, though, J-Man. <laughs> yeah. With his, didn't uh, he do that against the Rays? It was against okay. the Rays. I think it was the first time they ever played the all Rays. Right. Uh, shattered his bat. There was cork in it. Yeah. I, I remember watching like ESPN or Sports Science or something. They did a whole bunch of things with regular bats and corked bats. And they said corked bats, the ball will only fly on average like four feet Further. farther than uh, mm-hmm. regular. So it didn't doesn't help. It does help with bat speed and stuff. But anyway, I don't think he ever gets in. Um, I think he'll just fall off the bat. He, he's like getting less than 10% every yeah, single year. He's, he's so it's, gonna, it's an uphill climb. Uh, Omar Vizquel. Man, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'd say he eventually gets in. I'm going to say no. Okay, uh, He's a great defensive shortstop. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah. hit a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Now back, if if he would have played in the 70s and 80s, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Look at Ozzie Smith. Ozzie yeah, Smith that's, did, your, that's actually going to compare him to. Ozzie Smith did not hit at all. That's who and, I was going to compare him uh, to. He was so good yeah. defensively. But in today's age of baseball i just don't think he ever gets in it's kind nope. of a shame because he's a likable guy um played forever played until he's like 43 so billy wagner name from the past no i think he should but i don't think he ever will uh the dude was dominant lefty closer I mean, he was a raw chapman before chapman got baseball um lefty threw 98 100 mile an hour he was small where chapman's 6'4 you know 220 and wagner was like 5'10 just Pumping BBs, uh, but I don't think he ever gets in. Larry Walker. Yes, this year. I agree. Uh, this this is his last year eligible mm-hmm. to be on the ballot, and he will get in this year. Be the first Colorado Rocky representative. I would argue that he was a better player than Derek Jeter. The media loved Derek Jeter, um, but Larry Walker was a better hitter. Um, Jeter was a mediocre shortstop, but made some pretty cool plays. Or people think thought he was a really good defensive shortstop, but he wasn't. But I would say Larry Walker absolutely gets in this year. And you've changed your stance on that. I a have. few months ago you said no. Um, so. But I have uh, softened up to the idea. My, first, my initial instinct when anything Rockies is to go the <laughs> negative viewpoint on everything, but I've softened up. Well, they need some positive pub right now because they're going to probably trade their best player. and uh, Better not be to the Cardinals. That's, that's the team that – on my Twitter feed, brave. it's always linked to, but we'll see. I don't know who the Cardinals could even give up. Uh, there's yeah. a starting pitcher who won 16 games last year that keeps – Dakota Hudson? Yes. Really? He keeps getting linked, but do the Rockies really want that? I mean, and what I mean by that is they're going to have to develop pitching through the farm system. That's the only <coughs> yes. way ever. Through trades and free agency, it's just not going to work. Dakota ever. Hudson, um, he's good. I know, he's not – but, but he's not I don't know. like a top-of-the-rotation type arm like you'd need. Actually, where the Braves, their farm system's loaded top to bottom I, where they could actually put together a package for him. I actually think Nolan will be a Rocky till the trade deadline. Think so? It gets – if I'm trading him, I'm trading him now. No, uh, I don't know. You get more for him. you got to get the, what you want for the him. The problem man. is he has that opt-out mm-hmm. after I think next year is the opt-out. Mm-hmm. So some team's going to have to try to restructure his yep. deal to – to take Absolutely. away the yeah. opt-out because uh, that's probably a hold-up now is if you trade it for him. I Might mean, only get no, two years only out get of get two years yeah. out, and we don't want to trade a whole bunch for him. Yep. So it'll be an interesting one. There's a lot of baseball talk for January, but a lot going on. I feel good about it, too. I feel good about I it, he says. talk baseball in uh, a while. I was glad I at least could contribute to the conversation a little bit. I appreciate that, too. Yes. I'm usually losing my voice when we're uh, – <laughs> 
<laughs> you really are. I'll try to do better this year. No promises, but I'll try. It's okay. Um, yeah, we had a lot of football to talk about. I forgot until the show was about ready to start that we had a college football championship since we were last <laughs> yeah. recording. Uh, LSU beat Clemson in a game that was really good through the first half and then just kind of mm-hmm. kind of got away from Clemson in the second half. Joe Burrow was phenomenal. As he six, has been Six all total season. touchdowns. He had 60 on the season. Just a legendary, unbelievable year. Uh, Cincinnati Bengal fans, Cincinnati Bengals fans should be very excited. Yeah, and, and they said they're not even going to entertain nah. trading out of the top spot. No, which, no reason. Uh, they shouldn't. Nope. So You can go get your franchise guy for a franchise that's suffered for a long time. So LSU's going to be interesting next year. Uh, lost, I mean, their whole coaching staff almost, it feels Brady like. Uh, went to the uh, Panthers. Young offensive coordinator. He's only 30, 31. But he's not even going to be the Panthers offensive coordinator, I don't believe. Is he going to be the quarterbacks? Uh, I think he's going to be like a position or like an offensive assistant or something. He must have got paid. I mean, you look at what LSU's offense did before he got there, and then they put up just yeah. insane numbers this year, just one year later. There was a so. reason Coach O was trying to keep him down mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge as long as he could. Yes. Then their defensive coordinator, Dave Aranda, went and uh, took the Baylor head coaching job. Interesting. A, a school that produces a lot of points got a defensive-minded mm-hmm. head coach. Actually, I, I think it was a good move. Is Matt Rule a deep? Was he a defensive guy? I'm gonna go look it up real quick. I want to say 100 sure. Why do I want to say yes? Even though I know he came from Temple, I don't know where he was there before there. It seems like Baylor always puts up a ton of points, but yeah. never stops. They're kind of like an Oklahoma State. It's Texas Big Twelve. Tech. It's the Big Twelve. The only team who stops people is TCU, and now yeah. their offense has regressed so much over the last couple of years they can't win a lot of games. He was a defensive guy. Well, he was a defensive line coach for years. And then he was quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator. That's quite a it's weird. transition. Yeah, he, he was uh, defensive line, linebackers. But I think the coaching carousel is fully done now, barring something crazy happening with somebody. All the NFL jobs are filled. I think I think I think coach. I don't think there's any big. There's no openings. Not that I know of. At least at big schools, we yeah. don't know about the smaller ones. Yeah, um, you're right. But I can't think of any openings. So no. Usually NFL teams anyway wait until after the Super Bowl because a taken. lot of people yep. hire or a lot of teams. There, there was I don't know how many last year. I know the Dolphins had to wait until after Super Bowl to officially announce Brian yep. Flores as head coach. Yeah, because he was still coaching um, in it. But the Browns filled their position last week, and we didn't even mm-hmm. talk or two weeks ago. We didn't talk about that last week. Um, they've hired the Vikings offense coordinator. Stefanski, Kevin Stefanski. Which was interesting because he had that title as office coordinator in Minnesota, but a lot of people were saying Kubiak and Rick Dennison really were hmm. kind of more the developers or play callers behind the scenes, I guess. But If I'm a head coach, I do not want the Cleveland Browns job. Ah, train wreck. Absolute train. It's it's a career killer almost. Yep. Yep. And you see so many guys go there. I mean, look at Hugh Jackson. People thought – I mean, he was at Oakland, of course. Uh, but then people thought he'd be a great head coach after when he was offensive coordinator or running backs coach, whatever, with the Bengals. And uh, he won, yep. what, two, two, three games in uh, Cleveland? Yep. Yep. And you just don't know what you have in Baker quite yet. I mean, heck, mm-hmm. on the UFC fight the other night, they highlighted Miles Garrett. Baker sitting right next to him, didn't even feature them. Baker was wearing a hat. You couldn't tell who it was. At oh, first. yeah, you could. <laughs> They're more fo- focused on Nick Carter. Yeah, two rows him. behind him. He got more pub than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's on every commercial on your television <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So um, that, yeah. The ownership, the has, Haslam's are just brutal. It sounded like one of the job requirements is to have an hours-long meeting with ownership on Monday to discuss like 
discuss strategy and all that stuff, which the owners need to just stay out yep. of football ops. They have no clue yep. what they're doing. And I thought they had a decent GM in Dorsey. But I did too. Canned him. Didn't, have they hired a new GM? They did. Um, or uh, No. Because I, you know, I, I know the Colts assistant GM turned him down. So I didn't know if they hired I knew their it plan was like, to get a head coach first. Which but, is weird. Yes, um, yes. But I'm not 100% sure. For some reason, I was thinking they did. But now I, I can't remember uh, who I probably was. just missed it. But anyway, anyways, in the NFL. Um, they have not hired a GM. Okay. The Vikings' George Patton will meet with Brown second time this week and could be hired. And we were talking about the coaching carousel. If the Chiefs would have lost to the Titans yesterday, which unfortunately for me at least they didn't, do you think the Chiefs would have moved on from Andy Reid? Absolutely not. Which, I think it would have been dumb, but they might have thought about it. Um, absolutely would have been dumb. It would have been dumb. But, which that actually brings me to something I wanted to talk about. Should the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, does that cement Andy Reid as a Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay, because that, that ruins my next point because I thought you were going to say no. I think, but I think, Look how many NFC championships mm-hmm. he got to with Donovan McNabb, who I think McNabb was a decent quarterback, but he wasn't a Hall of Famer, Yes, and even got to one with him. And he got close with the Chiefs now last year and got there this year. He's won a lot of ball games. Yeah, uh, that, that actually but, ruins it for but me. But I will say, look at Dan Reeves, what he did with the Broncos and the Falcons, and he's not in the Hall of Fame, so... What, what I was going to do, if you would have said no, is to do a little comparison yeah. between him and another coach, a player A, player B thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say, ask right, you, do who's, it whose career do you prefer? Hmm? This guy, Coach A, 207 wins, 128 losses, one tie. 50, he would be 15-14 and 14 in the postseason with a Super Bowl championship and two appearances. Next guy, 139-69 and 69 in his career, 9-10 and 10 in the postseason, one Super Bowl win in his one appearance. Coach A or Coach B? That's close, but I'm going to Coach A. Coach A is Andy Reid. Can you guess Coach B? Can you read him one more time? Sorry. 207 yeah. and 128 yeah. for Coach A yeah. with one uh, champ- yeah, just Super Coach Bowl Yeah, I just need oh, Coach B. Coach B. Yeah. Um, 139 and yep. 69 okay. with one Super Bowl victory and his one appearance. Who in the heck was that? One Super Bowl appearance, and he won it. I don't know. Tony Dungy is wow. Coach B. So if, if you would have said no, no. I would have lined him up because Tony Dungy is a uh, Hall of Famer. And he's a great coach, but I was surprised he got in as quickly as he did. Oh, yeah, he was just – I really was. I mean, he retired in 2008. I mean, I was so. surprised he got in as quickly as I, I really am. He's, so. He was kind of a media darling, though. He was good in Tampa, mm-hmm. but Peyton Manning took him to another level. That's the thing. Yeah, You almost have to have an elite quarterback yeah. to be able to do that, which Andy Reid hasn't really had until now. Yeah. So. Yeah. He had a very solid. But I, I would say McNabb was well, better than Alex Didn't Smith. he get to the NFC Championship with Mike Vick, or did he not? Did Mike Vick get to the NFC Championship? I think championship? he did. Yeah, I forgot about that so, one. So, I mean, um, he – and I, I believe he, he won a Super Bowl as offensive coordinator with the Packers. Too. Yeah, back when Holgram was the coach. Yeah. yeah. So, <coughs> yeah, uh, the Chiefs beat the Titans yesterday, unfortunately, making their first, for me, unfortunately, making their first <laughs> Super Bowl in 50 years. They finally, 
uh, their owner finally got the trophy named after his dad, Lamar Hunt <laughs> Trophy. Finally. They had never got it before. That's that's got to mean more than the Vince Lombardi Trophy, you'd think, for them. I mean, obviously, winning the Super Bowl yeah, is a lot but greater, but just getting that trophy. They got over the hump. Mm-hmm. They're finally there. They're going to Miami, where they will face the San Francisco 49ers, who just put a shellacking on the Bay Packers. Did not see that coming. I thought that was going to be a closer game than the first game, easily. I, I coming. I picked San Francisco to win it, but coming in, I thought uh, Green Bay was going to do it. But uh, oh, Raheem Mostert put on a show. Man, and he was... Awesome. I like watching him play the way he runs because he's flying, but it doesn't look like it because he's so he's smooth. He's fast, man. So smooth. And he, he hits that hole quick, too. I mean, they had uh, it was San Francisco's first or se- – I think it was their second drive because they went three and out on their first. Uh, they ran it on third and eight from the – it was like the 28 or 30, something like that. And Mostert wasn't touched for a touchdown. It was impressive how quick he got through there. He had 29 carries for 220 yards and four rushing touchdowns. San Francisco 49ers threw it eight times. Ran yeah. it 42 times. Garoppolo, six for eight for 77 yards. There are only three teams that have won a postseason game throwing it ten times or less. Can you name those three teams? No. The Dolphins did it twice in the same postseason. Oh, Greasy. Yeah, Greasy barely ever threw the ball back one, then. One was the Super Bowl, and then another one. I don't remember what other one. But then the other one before that was the Green Bay Packers in 1935. That was it. Surprised he kept statistics back then. Um, that's That was old-school smash-mouth football. They have a great defense, great pass rush. So. I love watching Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan's mm. teams. His scheme's awesome. Yeah, and he's – I mean, look at – he had, like, three running backs go over 700 yep. yards this year. Yep. Coleman, Mostert, and Brady. Well, unlike his dad, his dad ran all pretty much zone schemes, zone runs. Mm-hmm. He's running power. He's running all these different runs. Uh, just He is a genius. And it just, man, if I could just go back in time, take him over Vance Joseph. But Why was it because they didn't want the Shanahan? Is that Joe Ellis, their president, was around when they fired Mike Shanahan, and he just didn't. I don't know if he was part of that decision with Pat Bowling, but he didn't want anything to do with the Shanahan's. And if he did, Mike Shanahan would be the Broncos coach right now, probably instead of Vic Fangio, because that almost happened. John Elway was trying to make that happen after year one of the Vance Joseph era. That would have been ugly. Yeah, after year one, he was going to get fired. And that's why, if you remember, after that last game a couple years ago, John said he had to sleep on the decision. Mm-hmm. That's what he was sleeping on. Joe Ellis was trying to make up his mind. That would have been a disaster. And Joe Ellis thought... Pat Bowen would not have wanted that. So one of your ah, yeah. that would have been bad. One <laughs> one, one of your legendary yeah, comes back head coaches. It would have been comes back. Joe and, Gibbs. And that didn't go well. Art Shell went really yeah, bad. Yeah. The Raiders. Be like Shula coming back at yeah, 90, just, uh, 90 years old. So yeah, but uh Kyle Shanahan is a lot more innovative than his dad. But I am rooting hard for the Niners. Not only do I not like the Chiefs, of course, but I like Kyle Shanahan, like I said. Raheem Mostert, of course, mm-hmm. he was at Purdue when I was a manager. Great guy, worked really hard, one of the really nice guys on the team. I was going to say, you always say he was Very one of the nicest nice. guys on the he team. He only had eight, including two kickoff return touchdowns at Purdue. He had eight touchdowns his whole career at Purdue. Eight. He had four, four yesterday in the, NFC in the NFC Championship. And he played with seven or eight teams. Including the, the Dolphins. NFL, including the Dolphins in 2015. The Bears. Browns. Eagles. A couple others. Mm-hmm. Um, finally found us. He's been in the right spot with Shanahan. Yep. He's going to use all – of his running backs, and they're going to be successful. That's what I thought Richard Sherman, which I don't agree with a lot of things Richard Sherman they says, did. but after the game he said, look at Raheem Mostert. He said, Kyle Shanahan finds guys to fit his team perfectly. You put Raheem Mostert on a different team, 
Mm-hmm. He's just your normal dude. Right. Yesterday, not only is he run for 220 yards, he's also playing special teams. <laughs> and he, he's arguably right now, I know it's just he's on a hot streak. He's one of the best running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. You got you to think he's got to get drafted high in fantasy rankings next year. He'll, he'll be one of those players people draft in the second Off, round yep. and then yep. release him in week yep. six. Last year, um, he was having a good year and then got hurt. That had been his problem in San Fran. He couldn't stay healthy. He's going to have to be the dude in the Super Bowl because yep. uh, Tevin Coleman got hurt. I mean, he had yeah. to be carted off with an arm in- yep. injury. Yep. I mean, if you're getting carted off with an arm injury, you know, it's yep. some pretty bad pain. I don't haven't heard a word about him He looked since. like he stinted his arm to break his fall, and I couldn't watch replay. I looked away because I was afraid his arm snapped or it something. It didn't. Uh, it, ju- it almost looked like it just jammed. Yeah, it, but uh, I'm going to Google I wonder if he tore quick. a ligament or something. Might have even dislocated it, maybe. And who knows? In two weeks, he could be fine to go. But Another reason I'm rooting for San Francisco. Besides dis- dislocated shoulder hasn't been ruled out for yeah. the Super Bowl, so I bet he plays. Thomas Davis played Super Bowl 50 with a uh, Remember they stitched up his arm and mm-hmm. looked like a football? I do remember that. For the um, Panthers? Te- Tevin Coleman has had a chance at a Super Bowl, but uh, they lost a 28-3 lead. Um, another reason I'm rooting for the Niners, besides the reasons I've already noted, Emmanuel Sanders was one of my favorite Broncos. He gets played in his third Super Bowl. He's 2-0 in Super Bowls. Won one with the Steelers and then one, of course, with the Broncos. Um, no, no, no. He he lost it with the Steelers against the Packers. I'm sorry. He's 1-1. Super Bowls, but uh, he yeah. wa- he wasn't there when they played the Cardinals. No, he was probably just a year or two away. He was at SMU bad. still. Yeah. Yep. So he's a good dude. Um, you know, his time in Denver didn't end that well, but the Broncos gave him a chance to go to a team that had a chance to win and gets to play in their Super Bowl. He is on a contract year. So. I am rooting hard for the Chiefs because well, Tanner is rooting hard against them. Yeah, I, I could see um, a lot of people. Um, I mean, Mahomes is an exciting player. He's the best quarterback in the league right now. Pains me to say, but he is. I cannot. I said that. yesterday, he is the greatest quarterback of all time. That that might have been a little far fetched as of right now, but then um, I look on Twitter, and even like first take was doing it. They were going through this argument. Now my point being, right now numbers wise, obviously he's not the greatest of all time, but he is the most physically gifted and best quarterback I have ever watched in my life. Best quarterback I have ever watched in my life. I mean, I watched Peyton my whole life, Tom Brady. Those guys can't do come even close to what Patrick Mahomes can do on a football field. Aaron Rodgers is really the only quarterback that comes close, but even then, he's not even – I wouldn't even put him in the same league of what Patrick Mahomes is. But definitely at his age now. Sure, but even in his prime, I wouldn't even say it. Yeah, he's very physically gifted. Yeah, I can't argue that. So, And, of course, he could have a really bad injury and um, – his career could end short, but uh, if he keeps on this trajectory, it'll sure. be no. Especially if he, he, even if he just wins this one, he'll be known as one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, so. and I'm telling you, I think this team could turn into the next decade's Patriots. Maybe not winning as consistently, but I think they, they win one. They're going to win multiple. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. And and sure, we have the whole contract issue but you lock Mahomes up and he'll take care of the rest Peyton had nobody really around him I mean he he had some good receivers his defense were awful he also had Edron for a while sure I mean who could be a Hall of Famer sure soon. but they never won a Super Bowl with Edron no um, no they didn't but they he, were he darn has, darn good would Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne been nearly as good if he 
they didn't have no Manning one, but, but Reggie Clark. was pretty good for Andrew Luck too. Sure, even though he was Andrew, old. Andrew Luck's pretty dang good though. Yeah. Um, his defenses were awful. Brady's never really. He had Randy Moss and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, that was he made guy. I mean, he helped he, make he West made Walker. Welker. He made Adam Edelman, Hogan. Hogan, all those guys. Even Amendola, and he really missed Rob Gronkowski this year too. Aaron Hernandez. And it showed uh, that Aaron Hernandez doc. Uh, yes, we'll talk why. about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, on Netflix, it's phenomenal. You learn a lot of stuff about him. Some you probably don't even want to know, but uh, found out about him. Um, but uh, he's a pretty bad dude. That's about all I'm going to say. Yeah, um, if you start it. watching, be, be, give yourself three hours because you're going to watch the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I, I started, I think, Wednesday night at about 7. I'm like, I'll watch an episode and do something else, and I just had to watch all three. I, I, I blocked out a space on Saturday to watch it and watch it all afternoon slash evening. Block out a space of your busy schedule, right? Yep. <laughs> I got a lot of things going on, Jay, man. Busy dude, busy dude. But uh, it's it's great. Check it out. We'll do our Super Bowl preview next week. Um, we yes. both picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you had the uh, E Hawks, Seahawks, E Hawks, and you had the Saints. And at least Saints. they both made the playoffs. Yes. So. Your team went a little farther than mine. Yep. But, uh, whatever. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was the most boring weekend Shame. of games so far in the playoffs, but. Especially compared to last year's. Yeah. Both games were awesome, Championship yep. Sunday, and these were not. I mean, uh, you had Titans got up 17-7. Like, are they really going to do this again? After um, the Texans blew it last week. I knew, but uh, yeah. with the Chiefs offense, uh, you knew it yep. just wasn't last. So. But hats off to the Titans, man. Oh, right? heck and Tannehill and uh, Derrick Henry and Dennis Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> what a run they yeah. made. So um, Yeah, cool. that Titan team uh, – even though they didn't make a Super Bowl, one of the greatest postseason runs I've ever seen as a sixth seed to get to the uh, AFC Championship. Uh, it's pretty incredible. One more note I want to make about the NFL before we pass. It's just kind of a coincidence. It's kind of a neat little fact to think about I hadn't thought about until today. The Eagles years ago fired Chip Kelly two <laughs> years ago. And then two years later they won the Super Bowl. Uh, Niners get rid of him. Three years later they make the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Anything uh, – Related to that, or I think UCLA needs to fire. <laughs> yep, and then they can make and the playoff. Wait, wait a few years, <laughs> and they can make the uh, playoff, the or at least win the Pac-12. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm yeah. like, huh, that is interesting. Poor chipper. Yep. yep. Poor chip. So, all right, I want to talk some hoops. Oh, really? <laughs> Why your team's on a hot streak right now? It's gonna come crashing down to earth they're ranked 21 what'd you tell me that's the highest they've been ranked since since? january of 2013 when they went into purdue ranked 11 and dj bird slid 10 yards on his knees with the ball in his hand no travel cause just that was a bad purdue team too that was a real bad purdue team i think they were under 500 that year um (laughs) illinois started the big 10 play two and seven that year they killed a great ohio state team at home and then uh Lost like four or five in a row, but then they got her back after the buzzer beater against Indiana, propelled them to the uh, NCAA tournament. Your line, I went one and zero this past week. They took care of the rival, uh, Northwestern, survive seventy five seventy one at home. I will say survive that Northwestern team. They're bad. Um, I have to give them credit. They fought they their fought. fought their tails off. Uh, hit a lot of tough. That shots. That might not be a fun trip for you guys down there. It's to not. I wish they didn't have to play there because uh, they'll be wanting to. Uh, well, that, that'll that, be their Super Bowl. I was going to say that'll be their biggest game of the year. Rival, um, about knocked them off in Champaign. 
Yeah, just when I thought, oh, I'm sure the J-Man's feeling good, they hit a three. They hit a three, <laughs> and they were still one and one, too. And but Did you about die on that inbounds play? Yes. Because <laughs> I just know if Northwestern gets it back, they're hitting a three, yeah. and I'm just going to. And one three. I'm just going to want to jump in the lake with weights around my ankles or something. <laughs> uh, but um, they did stave him off. Uh, I would assume, I said this in our group chat, he's – Probably the most clutch player I've seen at Illinois outside of like a Darren Williams. I was gonna or say, something. yeah, um, the guy wore number five. That was pretty clutch. Yeah, who hit some big, <laughs> some big shots in 2005. Uh, but I, uh, I mean, last year against Michigan State, he hits the dagger three with a minute left to go up six. Same thing at Ohio State, hits a dagger three to go up six with about 25 seconds left. At Wisconsin, hits a three to go up four with 40 seconds left. Last week against Rutgers, he hit a huge bucket with about 40 seconds left to go up four and went six of six from the free throw line uh, inside a minute. And then yesterday or on Saturday, it's a mid-range jumper to go up four or to go up five with 20 seconds left, then nails two free throws when it was a one and one when they were only up two with seven seconds left. That uh, showed some stones there um, to hit the, hit the free throws. Uh, Trent Frazier finally got going. I mean, he hit some hit some shots. He hit some early, and Chris Collins said after he hit his first one, I was thinking, oh, crap. <laughs> That's what Chris Collins said. Um, because, you know, once Frazier gets his first one, he's going to hit a few others, and he needed to do it because they struggled defensively, which is weird because they played a bad offensive team and a really bad rebounding team, and Illinois struggled rebounding. They out-rebounded them by a few, but it, was, it wasn't enough in my opinion. Um, Northwestern. They're going to be good here in about two years. Start a bunch of sophomores, a couple freshmen. Uh, and they're pretty big, too. So uh, I am just thanking my lucky stars they held them off, or I wouldn't have been uh, too much too much fun this week. Well, I think Illinois is the second-best team in the conference as of, as of today. Right now. Right now. As of next that week. That can all change fast. But Next week this time, we say, I think they're about the seventh-best team in the conference. <laughs> the best team I will the say they are the only team in the conference that I can – Guarantee that I'm going to laugh out loud at least once watching because of Georgie. Georgie does some funny he stuff. He made me laugh the other day. He uh, came in do? one time. And then he's he going inbounder. And, and, and he, he starts sprints, sprints and, and then, then he stops. Just starts, stops and starts moving his feet like a defensive <laughs> drill. I'm like, the commentators even commentated. I'm like, this guy's a, this yeah, guy's he's a clown, a, man. He's, he's funny to watch out there. I did Loves see the game. one old guy on the message boards was complaining. said, I went to a game and Georgie was as embarrassing as I've heard out there. I'm like, he's having fun, man. Um, and he played well, too, at 13 points. Hit a couple mid-range jumpers. He hit three of them, then hit a huge three late to go yeah. up nine. Um, it's funny hearing Andy Katz talk about him. So he talks about him like he's never watched him before, even though he, I know he has, because he says playing his natural position, the four, which is just blatantly fall, false. He's a five. He's really struggled at the four this year. And he hit three mid-range jumpers, and I said it out loud to myself because I was watching by myself. Andy Katz said, that's a shot right there. And I said, shut up, Andy. I've never seen him make one of those. Yeah. I have never seen him make one of those mid-range jumpers, but he did. And yeah. they needed him. So. so, good win for Illinois. Um, also in Big Ten action over the weekend. Uh, we had two Friday games. Uh, Michigan State beat Wisconsin by 12, but the score was a lot closer than the game really was. Iowa beat Michigan by 7. Iowa hit a lot of clutch shots late. Luka Garza had 33 points. That team scores some On top of his 44 he put up against Michigan back in December. So he scored 77 points in two combined games against them. Is he the Big Ten Player of the Year right now? I asked you this I said that. Ago. Yeah, you said it a few weeks ago. And I, I said would say, Cassius yeah, Wilson. over Cassius, but between those two right now. I would say Luka Garza right now, especially if they keep winning. Penn State beat number 21, Ohio State by 14 at home in front of 14,000? 
They actually showed up at Penn State for once. Um, Purdue lost at Maryland 57-50. Got it close with, uh, I think they're down three with two and a half minutes left. And They need to stop getting down 1,000. Yeah, it would be nice. Ten minutes. And, and hit some threes once in a while. That would be nice. But no Jill Eastern had, um, you know, his back-to-back games now he's played pretty well. Had a good game against Michigan State and 14 points, six boards, and really disrupted Cohen. I mean, he held Cohen to five points. I'm hoping he can do that to uh, Io. Maybe not. I mean, but he's he's helped shut down Cassius and uh, He shut Cohen, down so. Io in Champagn. Yeah, and that, that, that didn't matter. No. So Well, when you score 37, you're probably not going to win. <laughs> And then uh, Indiana did beat Rutgers for their first uh, road win, and the Big Ten's what seven? Nebraska, they beat uh, Nebraska. Nebraska. Sorry, lost yep. to Rutgers um, for the Big Ten's seventh road win as a conference. Eighty-two seventy-four. Uh, Jackson Trace Jackson Davis had six double double of the year, eighteen points, thirteen boards. They still don't get it to him enough. A lot of nope. his points come off offensive they rebounds. Do. They do. And then uh, Rutgers beat uh, Minnesota sixty-four fifty-six yesterday. They're ranked. They are finally ranked. And last week, I still wasn't a believer in them. I'm believing in them now. Thank you. So they're pretty good. Tough team. Got Geo Baker back, which will, he's their, probably their best shot maker. Yep. Um, Jacob Young has played awesome. I didn't really know anything about Jacob Young until he hit like four threes against Illinois. He's transferred from Texas. Had to sit out uh, last year. It was decent at Texas. Came off the bench for him. Do you know Nebraska? Talking about new players. Nebraska has only one player that played last year. Was it Thorpe Yarnison? Yeah. All the rest are well, they have junior college transfers. And, newcomers. And, and grad transfers and just transfers. Um, That's Hoiberg. That's what he does. Well, he, he, had, to, yeah. he had to with that roster. Well, and then they lost Roby early to yeah. NBA. So. A Palmer graduated. I actually think so. they're playing pretty good for what they got. Not bad. Uh, they're really bad defensively. They can score a little bit, though, which Hoiberg's yeah, teams always could. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, though, they give up a ton. And they're not big. They just Then they're young, too. Well, so. but before we pick some Big Ten games, let's go pick uh, the two other local teams we talk about. Butler had a real bad week. They lost, came back down to earth a little bit. Lost twice. twice. Uh, they're kind of regressing to the mean, which the mean to, for them still should be pretty dang good. But you knew they weren't just going to – skate through the Big East like they uh, had so far. Wednesday night, you got the 11-6 Fighting Irish hosting the 11-7 Syracuse Orange. Notre Dame beat them on the road there just about two weeks ago. Cues just had a big road win at Virginia Tech um, on Saturday, but give me Notre Dame. Yes, I like Notre Dame at home and a close one. And then Notre Dame travels on Saturday at night game to Tallahassee to take on the now-ranked fifth Fifth. Florida State Seminoles. They survived Miami in overtime. They're good Saturday. at overtime. Ask Purdue. They're good at overtime. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Florida State team. They win. And then uh, Butler, they have a toughie uh, tomorrow night. They lost at home, blew a 12-point lead, and lost to Seton Hall. You don't see that. Se- he- Seton he- Hall came back from 12 down at half to beat uh, whoever they beat on uh, Saturday, too. I don't remember. Who did I don't remember who it was. St. John's. Yes. Se- Se- Seton Hall is the best player in the country. Miles, is it Miles, Miles Powell? Powell. Yeah. I think he's the best player. Best in the yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say he's the best scorer. I was about to say he's the best scorer, but that's Marcus Howard. Yeah. Um, man, that conference has some uh, They got some scores. But Powell, I would agree. Number 13, Butler travels to number 9, Villanova, tomorrow night. Give me Nova. I agree. Three, three straight L's for Butler, who got shellacked by uh, DePaul on Saturday. And then they do return to Hinkle Friday night to host Marquette. I think they win that one. That could be a toughie, though. Mm-hmm. Marquette's not bad. But uh, yeah, I think I think they uh, get that one done. But yeah, the Bulldogs went from looking like a one seed to probably fell down a couple lines, mm-hmm. probably to a three. Still early. Oh yeah, it's they still. could they could fall completely out of it, Butler fans. It's only Just Jan- think about it. It's only January. It's only January. John Rothstein. 
All right, we got uh, you want to pick some Big Ten games? We got a whole sure. week of action. Got three games tomorrow night. You got your number twenty-one Illinois Illini traveling to Mackey to face Purdue. Rematch from a shellacking a couple weeks ago. I'm really scared that it's going to be another <laughs> Purdue Virginia, Purdue Michigan State. I hope so. Uh, Purdue will win regardless. Uh, I'm going to pick a score. 75-63. I think they hit some threes like they have all year at, uh, at Mackey. Just, I think they win by 12. They're a better team at home. Neutral court, I think Illinois would probably be favored by a point or two. Yeah, you're probably, but, that's just uh, fair. Home court, uh, Mackey's as good as it gets. Uh, and Illinois has not won there since 08, correct? 2008. It was an overtime game. That's their longest drought of any Big Ten venue? Yes, it is okay. now. They, I just wonder. They won at Ohio State last year, which they hadn't won there since 2009, so it was still. That seems uh, like it's everybody's longest venue is Ohio State for some reason. They were why. good. Yeah. They were good. And they knocked off the Badgers at the Kohl Center, which was a long one for that them. That was 2010, yes. Okay, so. Yep. Um, yeah, I like Purdue, and I don't know why. I feel fairly comfortable oh, and confident. I, absolutely. Just home because game, it's at man. home, and they've been playing really well at home. Um, only lost four Big would, Ten games at home. I just don't want to be embarrassed after getting up. I want to embarrass you guys like you guys embarrassed us. You know, you have to win by more than 26 for uh, you to actually win the season. So 29. Series. Like they did yeah. against Virginia and yeah, Michigan State. Yeah, they could do that. Uh, I'm, I'm scared we'll I was going to score like 38 or something. That'd I got to get Kofi in foul trouble early. <laughs> and, and Georgie, both. Just get them both in foul trouble early. So, uh, Number 17, Maryland at Northwestern. Uh, give me Maryland. I think uh, Maryland in a close one. Yeah, I think it'll be close. I mean, Northwestern. Lost by five to Michigan State, at Indiana by four, at Illinois by four. So they're hanging tough. They just don't win a whole lot. But Nebraska, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, pretty easily. Pretty easy. Uh, Wednesday night, you got two games. Penn State at Michigan. Big matchup. Michigan needs it. Uh, I think they get it done at home in a real close one. I agree. Now, this is a ranked matchup now. Rutgers at Iowa. What's Iowa ranked? 19th. Give me Iowa. I, I like them at home, too. I think that's a good one, though. It's a great offense versus great defense. Two completely different styles, so it'll be interesting. Thursday night, Minnesota at Ohio State. I think Ohio State bounces back. They need to start bouncing back, or they it could get late pretty early for them. They're down in the bottom of the Big Ten right now, mm-hmm. but I, I like the Buckeyes at home as well. Number 11, Michigan State at Indiana Thursday night. Give me Michigan State. I don't think they get embarrassed like they did at Mackey Arena. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty close one, and, man, if Indiana gets it, they'll be uh, right up there. Ranked talk. Uh, interesting thing in the AP today, Purdue received nine votes. IU six, <laughs> and the record is way. They're thirteen and five, and Purdue's ten and eight. IU's played nobody. That's probably why. But uh, I, I do like Michigan State in a close game. Indiana beat them there last year when Michigan State was ranked like third. I remember so. that, that overtime game. Friday night, Wisconsin at Purdue. Give me boilers, Mackey Arena, man. I'm never gonna pick against Purdue at Mackey Arena ever again. <laughs> <laughs> I I picked I picked Michigan State to win there. Yeah. Uh, You're doing I, reverse psychology stuff. Shut up. I think I think I picked Purdue to beat Virginia. Yeah, you did. Um, I did. Not. I just I can't. I did not so. pick against Purdue at Mackey Arena. It just I will happen. take Purdue. They got two home games, two good opportunities. They got to get it done. Saturday, Illinois at Michigan. This will be the J Man's book of prediction of the week. I think Illinois splits this week. They desperately need it. I'm, I'm going to pick them to beat Michigan. Um, just because I think that's the one that's most gettable. Uh, but I think I'm hoping – I 
kill for a split this week. Their next eight, I could see them going one and seven, and I'd just be extremely happy with three and five. Uh, but the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Weeks, brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. Life, home, auto, renters, business, workers, comp, and farm. Contact Tim 219-869-4561 and Travis.watchering at infb.com. I like Michigan in this one, just because they're the home team. I think it's a big it's, week for It's Michigan. tough to pick against the home team. Nebraska at Rutgers. Rutgers. I agree. And Sunday, we got three games. Number 17, Maryland at Indiana. Give me Indiana in that one. I think they uh, get it done. Uh, Maryland is not that great of a ball team, I don't think. They're ranked 17th. but I don't like how we're agreeing so much, but I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, number 11, Michigan State at Minnesota. Michigan State. Yeah, that's a close. That'll be a close one. Though. I'm gonna take Minnesota in the upset. There you go. I'm I feeling like an upset somewhere. I, I wanted to pick it, but I just Minnesota upset Ohio it. State when they were undefeated. They were I think or number one, yeah. weren't yeah. there? Three, two. Earlier this year, so I think they do it again. And then Ohio State at Northwestern to cap off the. Give week. me Ohio State. Ohio State needs both this week. Yes, absolutely. Needs both. They do. So. Give me a birdie bogey. Right before we get to oh, it, sorry. I got one more fact I almost forgot and I wanted to bring up. Quick, bold prediction for 2020. Ricky Fowler wins a major. Knew, knew it was coming. <laughs> knew it. Come on. <laughs> um, tonight, the Lakers play the Celtics. Yeah. Do you know LeBron James is 28 over Kimball Walker in NBA 28? games? 28? No. Man. Yeah. That's a good stat. It's a good poll right there. It's <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad from Kimball's so, part. Raheem Mostert yesterday ran for a ton of yards. Uh, I forget what his yardage was. In 220 fact. something. Yeah, I just brought it up. Second most all time in an NFL playoff game. Can you name me? Who is the all-time rushing leader in a single playoff game? I have no freaking clue. But I'm going to have to throw out a name. It seems like it's Terrell Davis. No, but that was a good um, good guess. Yep. Uh, I know a Lamar Smith for the Dolphins had like 200 and some yards, but I can't imagine he had more than I think he's third now. Mostert. Um because he, he did it against the Colts, had a long touchdown run in overtime to beat him. Um, this guy this guy can't still be playing. No, no. Oh, man. Hall of Famer. Walter Payton. Eric Dickerson. I was going to say Dickerson. Ran for 248 Dude, against the Dallas Cowboys on January 4th, 1986. And then according to my dad, the Bears defense held him to like 40 yards. Later in the NFC Championship. I think it was the NFC Championship. Pretty good D. Yep. Yeah, Lamar Smith was third with 209. Where was TD on there? Is he even in the... He's 15th oh, with 184. What a terrible guess. No, and he's ninth. He's ninth with 199. Ninth, okay. Top he 10. Did, wow, Top he 10. did it twice. Yeah, uh, he did that against the Finns. January 9th, 1999. Oh, they killed. That was like 38-7, I think, was the final score. 38-3, something like that. Ryan Grant, number eight for Green Bay. Notre 2008. Dame. Notre Dame boy. Remember him? At Notre, I think he was Notre Dame, wasn't he? Cool. Neato. Thanks for watching the Tanner J Man Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors, Noble Gnome LLC, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching, as well as the Damn Landing, Get Your Burgers. That, that Don't do it, though. No. <laughs> no. Like the veggies. Uh, you can find us on uh, Audio Boom, as well as uh, any, any audio any platform place. So subscribe, listen, like, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all that good stuff. Like us on Facebook. And we'll see you next Monday on the IC Sports Network. Have a great week, everybody.